Hi everyone. Well, today I want to talk to you about the war inside. Now there are two scriptures I want to start with. But when I talk about the war inside, I'm not talking about, you know, when your tummy grumbles and you're hungry. I'm talking about the war between your flesh and your spirit. And uh, the scripture I'm going to read out is 2 Corinthians 10.3. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. Uh, that's so true. We are human, but we also do not wage war like humans do. And what does that mean? It means that we are human, but if you know Jesus Christ, if you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, we don't fight like normal people do because we have Christ in us. And uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, 9 to 10 says this. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ uh, can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions. I don't know if I do, but this is what it says. And troubles that I suffer for Christ, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Well, Lord, I just pray that this message would speak to every heart, every person listening right now. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to them. And Lord, I thank you, Father, for the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, one thing for sure is that we are human. I'm human. I mean, there are moments when I'm stuck in traffic and I think I'm really human. But uh, one person that I'm really uh, inspired by in, in, in the Bible is the Apostle Paul. Now, I just want to pose a question to you. Do you believe a person can change? So I want you to remember that question. Do you believe a person can change? Well, I believe they can, but only with the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. And what I love about um, the story of the Apostle Paul was he wasn't Paul. Um, he wasn't known as Paul for, you know, all his life. Before that, he was Saul. And he was a Pharisee. Now, a Pharisee uh, obeyed the law. They were almost seen as perfect because they obeyed the law. Like with Paul, in the book of Philippians 3, it talks about his accolades. Now, who he was in the past, he ticked all the boxes. He had the perfect CV, really. And uh, he, he, he lists all his um, uh, just amazing achievements. But in the end, he counts it all as rubbish. Now, what I love about that is he said, yeah, I was like this before, and I could, I could totally, you know, boast about that. But because I'm a new creation, because now I'm, I'm Paul, I'm no longer Saul, I'm Paul, I've changed, it means that I'm living a new life now in Christ. And uh, the reason why I say this and the reason why I love the, poor, uh, the story of Paul is the fact that a person can change. And uh, we are continually changing every day. And I pray that you're changing, that you're making changes in your life for the good, with the, with the help of the Holy Spirit. So number one, I want to, uh, you know, I've got three points. The first point is we need the Holy Spirit. Now, why do I say that? That's really obvious, Kathy. We need the Holy Spirit. But in uh, Acts 10, 38, it says that how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, uh, for God was with him. 
Now, Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit, so we need the Holy Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit's good for Jesus, we need the Holy Spirit. And the reason why I say this is because in the first passage that I read out, we are human, full stop, we are. That's why we need the help of the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul was saying, all those amazing things I did in the past, I count it all as rubbish because I'm going to pursue Christ. I follow him. I'm a new creation. And so we need the help of the Holy Spirit so we can change. We're changing day by day for the good. And uh, I just want to read out Romans 7, 14 to 16. And it's a message. It's a paraphrased version of the scripture. But what I love about it is it just modernized the context of it. So it says this, I can anticipate the response that is coming. I know that all God's commands are spiritual, but I'm not. Who can relate to this? Isn't this also your experience? Yes, I'm full of myself. After all, I've spent a long time in sin's prison. What I don't understand about myself is that I decide one way, but then I act another, doing things I absolutely despise. So if I can't be trusted to figure out what is best for myself and then do it, uh, and then do it, it becomes obvious that God's command is necessary. But I need something more, for if I know the law, and Paul indeed, he knew the law when he was a Pharisee, but still can't keep it. And if the power of sin within me keeps keep sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. And isn't that true? And that's why we need the Holy Spirit. Um, I can will it, but I can't do it. I, I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions, such, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong uh, gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time I mean who knows when you make a decision you know with fitness and your flesh is like no we don't want to get up early in the morning and go to the gym no we don't want to eat healthy my flesh says that every day but then my spirit's like Kathy do you want to be a better person do you want to help your health do you want to get stronger and I'm like yes I do But I want to stay in bed as well and, you know, sleep in. Anyway, it happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in the delight. Parts of me covertly rebel. Isn't that true? And just when I least expect it, they take charge. There's a part of us inside that wants to rebel against what God wants us to do. I've tried everything and nothing helps, and, at the, and I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. Amen to that. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions, where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, and that's true, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. So there's a war with our flesh 
and our spirit. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit. Now I've read this and now you're going, well, where's the hope, Kathy? Like you're saying, Paul wanted to go one way, but he kept on going this way. So what you're saying is there's no hope. You're saying we are human, full stop. Well, actually, that's why we need the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, number two, helps us to overcome. Now, that was in uh, Romans 7. And then you turn to Romans 8. And this is why Roman, Romans 8 gives us hope. So Romans 8, 1 to 2 says this. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you. Now, isn't that amazing? That's awesome. Like, I'm rejoicing about that. Because, you know, in the, in, in the passage before, it's like, I keep, on, I keep on doing wrong. I keep on leaning the wrong way. I can't do it. Every time I decide to do good, I do bad. But here's the thing. If, you're, if, you're, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, this is what it says. There is no condemnation for those who belong, who belong to Christ Jesus. The power of the life-giving spirit that has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Galatians 5, 16 to 18 says this. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil. That is so true. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite to what the sinful nature desires. These two forces, now let me just stress that out. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation, the obligation to the law of Moses. These two forces are at war with one another. There are moments in my life where I've wanted to stay offended. There are moments in my life where I've never wanted to forgive because I think that person's not deserving of my forgiveness. There are situations in my life where I think, God, like... That person is really annoying. Like, why do you want me to be their friend? And it's this. It's like, this is what the flesh wants, comfort. The flesh wants to stay unforgiving. The flesh wants to stay offended. But here's the life of the spirit. There's something at work happening. There's that feeling, that gut feeling. You know when it's the Holy Spirit when you want to do good. Okay? So when I'm stuck in traffic... There's everything inside of me. My flesh wants to go, beep, you need to get out of the way. But I don't say it like that. Anyway, there are moments where you want to get angry. And like, we're allowed to be angry, but not sin. So I'm like, you know, I'm not endorsing that. But there's part of us, there's something inside of us that wants to do wrong. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, it's like the Spirit leads us to forgive and there have been moments in my life where I've had to decide, okay, I'm not going to stay offended because that's the easiest thing to do. The easiest thing to do is to 
remain in our flesh, to remain offended, to remain unforgiving. But here's the thing. Who's the person who's trapped? It's not the person that you're, you know, you're offended at. It's you. And I found that in my life as a Christian, I feel like I'm the person who's trapped because I'm not forgiving and I'm offended. I'm staying offended. And here's the thing. Part of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5.22 is this. Love, joy, peace, patience, self-control, goodness, gentleness. It's all those things that I feel challenged in my Christian walk to walk out. Am I going to be more loving today? Am I going to be joyful today? Am I going to be gentle? Now, one area that I've struggled with in my life is anger. Um, Just a lot of things. uh, I didn't know how to articulate my feelings, so I would do it through um, punching and pushing and throwing. Um, I thought that was normal until I got married. Um, And so when we, in our first year of marriage, I discovered there was a bit of a clash, a bit of a colliding of worlds. And I remember um, just, I I wasn't modeled how to argue well or, um, you know, in moments of conflict, I didn't know how to resolve things because I didn't, I hadn't seen it before. And so what I, what I knew was, okay, I'll just push, I'll shove, I'll throw. And I thought that was normal, but that's not a fruit of the spirit, throwing, <laughs> punching. Anyway, so, uh, so I had this issue in my life and I knew Holy Spirit wanted to deal with it. And don't you hate those moments when the Holy Spirit goes, Kathy, anger. And I'm like, no. I'm quite comfortable with being angry. Thank you very much. And so there was a moment where we, uh, when we would argue, I was just lashing out. I was angry. I didn't know how to resolve it. And then one day, I just knew the Holy Spirit wanted it to be dealt with. And um, uh, I had someone who had a dream that I had done something. Let's just say, I threw threw something at my husband, <laughs> and then they had a dream that I did that. Anyway, so the Holy Spirit revealed to them in a dream that I had done something um, in anger. And so the next day, uh, the person rang and said, can I talk to you both? And you know when you know that feeling, uh-oh, I've been found out. So first year of marriage, I felt ashamed and we just sat down and this person said, I had a dream. And I was like, thank you, Holy Spirit. I know you wanted to deal with it, but this is like really embarrassing. But this was to address my anger. And I knew that God didn't want me to remain in my anger for the rest of my life. And I knew that he was going to deal with it, but I didn't know it would be this exposing, if you know what I mean. And so um, I'm glad, you know, in hindsight that this person addressed it and they prayed for us. And they just said to me, Kathy, how, how would you like to be addressed when you're in a moment of conflict? And I said, well, I need, um, I don't, I, I'd like to have space so I can think about what's, you know, if, if we've had conflict, I need space just to kind of 
um, reflect and just think. I need thinking time. So this person said to my husband, well, you know, she needs space and then you can come together and then you can talk about it. It was so simple, but yet the root cause of it was my anger and the Holy Spirit wanted to deal with it. And I can say that I've changed. I'm not like that. I'm not like that angry monster, you know, 26 years ago. I was pretty angry, insecure. I just, there were so many things going on. Um, You do learn along the way every year when you're married, you do learn how to resolve conflict quickly. And so I'm, I'm actually so glad that the Holy Spirit touched on that. Because imagine if I didn't let the Holy Spirit work in me and I got defensive and I got offended and I just thought, nah, that's enough. No, I'm right. How do you grow from that? How do you change from that? And so I had to let the Holy Spirit deal with my anger. And I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit is helping me, even today, just with the way I parent, with the way I lead. I need the help of the Holy Spirit. Number three, Holy Spirit changes us. Now, I've said that before, but here's the thing. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 to 17 says this. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point perspective or human point of view but now this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person are you a new person today or are you the same person yesterday we're changing daily the old life has praise the Lord a new life has begun Colossians 3 10 says this put on a new nature angry Kathy no I take you off And I put on a new nature. Like I said before, Galatians 5.22 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. I put on love. I put on kindness. I put on joy, self-control. I put on those things daily. And I need to make sure this is my new nature. I'm changed. I'm not going to resurrect old Kathy and say, oh, I, I liked you better. No, because here's the thing. There is a war inside, but we need to surrender to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I don't want to be the same person I was in my past. I'm a new person. So put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know the Creator and become like Him. I just want to read that out again because Galatians 5.22 to 23 says this. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. No law against these things. And I just want to testify that the Holy Spirit has been changing my attitudes daily. There's moments where I do, yeah, where I kind of slip back to that we are human, full stop. But the rest of that scripture says, but we don't wage war as humans do because we have the help of the Holy Spirit. And I pray, like I said before, can a person change? I believe they can. So we've got to stop looking at people from a human perspective and start to see people the way God sees them. How does God see your spouse? How does God see your children? 
I remember struggling um, as a young parent, parenting my kids and thinking, Holy Spirit, I need your help. And I was having a clash with one of my children. She was eight years old at the time and she's very, very strong girl. And I was just, I was struggling. I'm like, Lord, I don't think I'm a good parent. I need your help. And I remember just getting on my knees and just crying like I'm a bad parent. I don't know how to parent her. And I just said, Holy Spirit, I give it to you. Well, an hour later, I could hear my eight-year-old in her bedroom crying out to the Holy Spirit, saying, Holy Spirit, I've been naughty. <laughs> her bedroom like, ah, and I could hear her praying and crying out to the Holy Spirit. And I thought, thank you. This is why we need the Holy Spirit when we're parenting, when we're you know, I was going to say wifing, that's not even a word, when we're, you know, in our relationships. We need the Holy Spirit. And I want to finish with this, because sometimes we can think, oh, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't know if the Holy Spirit can help me in this situation. Well, in John 14, and I don't have the scripture at the back, but it talks about how the Holy Spirit is our helper. Holy Spirit is our advocate. Holy Spirit is our teacher. And so when we call on the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you, pray these things. Holy Spirit, can you just teach me? I need your help. I need you to intervene into the situation. And let me tell you, the Holy Spirit won't hold back. When you invite the Holy Spirit into your life, when you invite the Holy Spirit into your situation, you're going to see change. Now, sometimes people think, oh, I, don't, I haven't seen change, you know, outside of me. I haven't seen my circumstances change or my situations. Here's the thing. The Holy Spirit will change your heart in that situation. Because there have been times where my attitude has been terrible. And I've had to ask, Holy Spirit, can you help me? I thank you with you I can overcome. But also I know that you can change me if the situation won't change you can change me and so that's my prayer for you today is that the holy spirit would help you help you to overcome but also change you and that's been my prayer probably since i've um, said yes to jesus and i've surrendered my life to him is i thank you that you left the holy spirit to help us overcome i thank you that you've left the Holy Spirit to teach us. And I thank you that the Holy Spirit is also our advocate. So I just want to pray with you right now. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just pray for every person, every family, every relationship, every work situation in this room, Lord, or people that are watching online. God, I pray that Holy Spirit would come and intervene in those situations. And I thank you that you turned what the enemy meant for evil and you've turned it around for good. And Lord, I pray for restoration in relationships. Lord, I pray for solutions where there needs to be solutions. And God, I just pray that your peace reign in every family. Let your peace be so strong, tangible in Jesus' name. And I thank you that, God, we have the Holy Spirit to help us with that war inside. In the name of Jesus, 
Amen. Amen.